0: Maybe you didn't land that client you were so excited for or launch numbers flopped or you had to have that difficult conversation with a team member. And no matter how much you wanted today to go so well, it just fucking sucks. And you can't help but feel kind of shit about it. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. And we're back with another episode of the Freedom Found podcast, where we believe that success is not random. And with the right community and toolbox, anyone can create a life filled with generosity and impact. So, have you ever had one of those days where things just aren't going the way that you wanted them to in your business? Maybe you didn't land that client you were so excited for, or launch numbers flopped, or you had to have that difficult conversation with a team member. And no matter how much you wanted today to go so well, it just fucking sucks and you can't help but feel kind of shit about it. Maybe you're carrying this weight because you think it was your fault that you're not doing better or because you are focused so heavily on the business results that anything other than exceeding your goals seems like a nightmare. I get it. I used to constantly feel like when things weren't going my way in business, it was directly tied to me until I broke out of that cycle and created a healthy divide between self and And business. And it is what has saved me, my mental sanity, my relationships with friends, with family, being able to have this clear separation between church and state. So today, we're unraveling why your business, as much as you love it, is not your entire identity. It's what you do, it's not who you are. I think we're facing a much bigger issue in the online space with online entrepreneurs. And that is with the entrepreneurial identity crisis, something that nobody is talking about, yet I see around every single corner. I see in so many clients that come to me for coaching, even copy work, and people feeling like they are the business and people feeling so attached, overly attached, and feel like when things don't go your way, it hits harder than it really should. You can carry that weight around and it can pull you down and it can change the way that you feel day in and day out and almost in a sense loom over you as you continue to work on and develop and grow the business so i want to bring light to this conversation that i think nobody is having but we all need to start talking about and show you how with a few tweaks you can start to create this divide this this healthy divide and if you've already started this process I hope this gives you even more insight into how you can continue to foster this healthier relationship with the business and yourself. So let's start off with a quick activity. I want you to think for a moment. When someone asks you, who are you? How do you respond? You know, chances are somebody's coming up to you and meeting you for the first time and saying, hey, I'm so-and-so. Tell me about yourself. And most of the time, we say something like, oh, well, I'm a copywriter, or I'm an entrepreneur, or I'm a teacher, I'm a business owner. And don't get me wrong, it's natural. We are proud of our roles and our achievements, but is that really the complete picture? And I say no, it's just a fraction, right? You are so much more than being a copywriter or being a business owner. You know, one of the things I love so much about living overseas, and I have been abroad out of the US now for over 11 years. I've spent more of my adult life outside of the US than in it, which is wild to say. And one of the things I love is in many cultures, people don't focus on what you do for a job. They focus on who you are as a person. So here, no one asks, hey, what do you do? It's just key questions to piece together who you are at your core. And In thinking back, even some of my best friends here, and Dale and I have got a really great friendship group, I didn't actually know some of my good friends' jobs until months after meeting them, hanging out, building a relationship, and that might sound strange to some people, but to me, it was a breath of fresh air. Nobody cared about what anybody did for work because we were so focused on who we were And who we are as individuals—what we like, what we dislike, what our hobbies are, what our values are, where we come from, our families, our friends—like it just became so much more complex and less surface level of oh, I work in finance and this is what I do, and I can say over half of our friends here work in the finance industry, which is very common in Mauritius and. I still barely understand what they do, but I know who they are. I know who they are as people. I know their likes, dislikes. I know what they value, what they want to do on the weekend. And I just want us to start to bring some of this separation into our entrepreneurial journeys and break out of this identity crisis of my business is my baby. I used to say that in the beginning. I think so many people hold on to it. It's this idea of like, yeah, my business is my baby. And when I started my business, one of my best friends had just had her first child. And so we joked around that she was raising her baby and I was raising mine. And it just kind of stuck with me for a while until I realized that like I was so tied to what was happening in the business, right? I remember being so fully engrossed in it, working so hard, stuck as a bottleneck, trying to get myself out of that phase that I was in. And yet I had this consistent emotional thread that ran from the business to myself. And if things went well, all was well. But if things didn't go well, well, neither was I. I was sad, disappointed, trying to figure out how I'd gone wrong, right? I felt like every part of my life could shift depending on what happened in the business, you know, and not necessarily just trying to react to everything, but just carrying it with me outside of the office when I closed my laptop and I was done and not having a hard stop. And when you don't have a hard stop, it becomes really easy to spiral and to feel like you are always at the helm of the ship, even in your off hours, right? It becomes more of a a crazy pendulum or emotional roller coaster where your highs are on the mountaintop. They are so high and so good when things are going well, but then when the lows come, that experience, those lows can be devastating. And that's no way to live, let alone run a business. Now, the reason that this is so problematic is because because you can't then control the pendulum, right? One bad month or one difficult client or even one failed campaign and suddenly you're questioning your skills, your worth, and sometimes even your entire life choices up until that point in time. But you, my friend, are so, so much more than your business. The results that you're working on or how many freaking unsubscribes you get when you send out a newsletter to your email list, right? Right? and what i found is when i started noticing hey maybe this isn't the healthiest to be so involved in the business or so consumed by it all the time i created separations hard stops in my mind where it's like this is work time these are the things i think about when i'm outside of work time i'm not thinking about those and while there's a blurry line here or there for a moment of inspiration strikes i try really i try to be really intentional about how my boundaries are upheld And that comes from a place of like personal respect and knowing what the ripple effect is. And what I found is by doing this and by having these boundaries of when I'm outside of work, I'm in personal mode, right? Then so many positive things started to seep into the business in ways that I didn't necessarily expect. So when you separate yourself from results, you actually end up performing better Because you can look at things more analytically versus emotionally. Instead of taking something personally, you can look at it from a data perspective and say, okay, well, what can I learn from this, right? And you perform better because you finally let your brain disconnect. You feel happier because you have fulfillment and worth outside of the business. And so the key to doing this is by creating what I call an unbreakable boundary, right? It's pretty straightforward. Draw a hard line between you, the person, and you, the business owner. And it's essential to detach emotionally when you're not in the CEO chair. Here are some strategies that might help you do that. A few strategies that helped me do that were first, a tech detox. So no emails or business-related social media after I leave my office. So Latest 6 p.m. but likely 5 p.m. And really just having a hard stop there and not thinking, oh, I wonder if I need to check and see if so-and-so responded or I need to get back to them. It's like, nope, these are the operating hours in which I respond and check emails. And so I will get to that tomorrow when I'm in office, even if office is in my house, right? The second thing is mindfulness exercises. So just creating a bridge That allows you to go from CEO chair to personal life. So five minutes of meditation or deep breathing to transition from work mode to home mode and to shift gears, leave work energy where it is and go into personal life. And then finally, it was personal hobbies, honestly, have helped me so, so much because I feel like if we don't have personal hobbies going on, and if work is our everything, then work will remain our everything. It would be really hard to step away from your laptop and then feel like a different person if you don't have any personal likes, interests, hobbies outside of the business. And I spent the first years of the business being so consumed and in that hustle grind mode, and there are pros to that, right? Right. Like me being in that phase helped me grow and learn a lot in that phase, but it's not sustainable. So if you're in that phase, give yourself a deadline. When is it time to draw that boundary and weave in more of a balance with your personal life and business life? So hobbies are a great way to get you out of the office, to get you off of your laptop, and to then start feeling like that non-work you. So right now I'm playing a lot of paddle. I always go to the gym or do yoga learning piano and reading and doing lots of outdoor activities. So I always have something that I can go and get into when I leave work time. And it also helps motivate me to go and be on time for something else that I am required to be at or committed to be at. So this will help so much in just bringing sanity to your life. Then the other side of this, after you have established work-life boundaries, the mindset that you carry into your working time. And this starts with resilience primarily. Resilience is not just about becoming unfeeling or disconnected. It's about not letting every bump in the road derail you. So focus on what each experience, good or bad, can teach you rather than how it makes you feel in the moment. So when something doesn't go your way, Instead of thinking, oh, crap, this is the end of the road for me, everything's going to be a failure, going into spiral mode, think, okay, what can I learn from this experience? What could I shift next time that would make this better? How can I use this information to inform my future operations or my future goals and improve it? And these sort of shifts in internal dialogue and the way that I reacted to situations has made me such a better business owner and just a fucking happier person, let me just tell you, because I don't take it personally anymore because results are not tied to me. I am not the business, right? If the business goes well, that's great. That's not all on me. If the business is something isn't going well, okay, well, that's not all on me either. What's the data saying? What can I do next time? What can I learn from this experience? Both positive and negative experiences and... Learn from it and improve from it and use it to get to that next milestone that you're working towards, right? And also just sometimes accept that no matter how much you put into making an initiative as good as you think it can be, it's not always work that's in your hands, right? You can't always guarantee, you can never guarantee results in marketing and online space and business. Dale and I actually often talk about. How things can swing one way or the other based on other people's decisions or something happening in the world. And we are completely helpless to it. So, one time we were doing a huge launch. Let me just tell you, holy smokes, a huge launch at this point in our business. We had spent a lot on ads, bringing in the most people that we had to date. To this event, I was so excited. I was like, holy smokes, it's all working. Look at this. Look at our conversions. Look at how many people are coming and how we can serve them. And these are our ideal clients, yada, yada, yada. And this was for Elevated Brand Accelerator back in the day when it was a live program. And you know what happened? I was on the webinar event to fill the cohort live, it was a Facebook live stream. It glitched and just cut out. Right before my pitch, we lost so many primed and perfect prospective clients in an instant that was completely out of our control. And this resulted in us not even hitting the base goal for the launch. It was the worst performing event we had done ever. We missed out on so much revenue that we had banked on and it freaking sucked. Were we upset? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we were upset. Did we dwell on it? No, because carrying those emotions with us wouldn't serve us or the business. And looking at how we could change the way we were streaming things in the future, setting up the back tech end of things to a more reliable platform was what would help us. So that's what we did. We focused on, okay, how do we avoid what seems like such a rare fluke accident? How do we avoid that in the future? Because it happened to us and we're not gonna let it happen again. So we learned from it, right? And this experience helped us change not only how we structure events, but how we don't put all of our eggs in one freaking basket that's controlled by somebody else. And it also, the bigger picture here is it opened up new ideas to take EBA into a course versus a live program, because we ended up with one of the smallest cohorts we had had, and it opened up the bigger question of, okay, well, where do we want to take Our services and the business. How do we want to be serving people? What are people asking us for? Is EBA still it or is it not? And what we had been hearing over and over and over from people was that they wanted everything that was inside the program, but they just couldn't afford the price point with one-to-one and coaching inside. It was a very high-touch coaching container, and it made perfect sense at that point in time. It dawned on us that we should make EBA and take all of the content and all of the resources and all of the templates in it and make it into a course and then be able to give it to people at a tiny fraction of the cost of what the live program would have cost them. And this meant that we got to then serve more customers that couldn't previously afford it. And then that led into freeing up more time to make Freedom Found Collective Mastermind, the incredible container that we're developing over this year with our clients right now. So, In a moment where it seemed like everything was lost, being able to separate myself from the emotions of it as much as I could, but not dwell on it, but then step away and say, okay, well, what can we learn from this? What can we take away? What good can come out of this? That shift in mindset and that approach to that situation meant everything for what we've now done over a year later. It was a ripple effect that started with what could have been an excuse to stay totally devastated for a long time to not get up, to not do anything about it and say, whoa, me, this happened. This happened to me. No, this happened. What can I learn from it? Now we focus on the concept that if we don't quit, we can't lose, right? And not quitting means being a player in the game, not being the game itself, not attaching yourself to it, but being a component inside of it, not overly attaching ourselves to outcomes and understanding that nothing is the end of the road however upsetting it seems at the time when you look at life this way you become invincible it makes you so resilient am i perfect at it no i'm only human but i'm so much more resilient and so much more happy now that i've worked on developing this skill the separation i have to continue to come back to it i encourage you to start or continue this journey because it makes all the difference my friend and Your true measure of worth is not what the fuck your business is doing. Your worth isn't your conversion rates or your Instagram followers or the zeros in your bank account. Your worth lies in the intangibles, your ability to bring joy to others, the impact that you're making, the kindness that you show, your creativity, your love for friends and family. When you detach from your personal worth and your business metrics, life becomes so, so much richer. So as we close out today's pep talk, I want you to remember one thing. A bad day for your business is just that. It's a learning lesson. It's not a bad day for you. You are not your highs or your lows. You are the incredible human navigating through them. And I am right here alongside you in this journey. Lots of love and I'll catch you on the next episode.